Hi, I'm Justin Wink, PhD, and you're listening to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. Are you ready to bust burnout, pursue your passion, have more time, money, energy, and relationships you actually love, including the relationship with yourself? If so, then this podcast is for you. I'm a best-selling author, coach, consultant, speaker, and a leader in transforming people's lives from living in fear, obligation, and guilt to living a life of joy, ease, and love. What's most important is that I can teach you all this in a way that's enjoyable, easy, fast, and can actually last. Let's begin. Today, I'm talking about your obligation to be happy. And if you're a big fan of mine, been listening to a lot of the things that I do, read the book, you might be going, why the fuck is he using the word obligation? I'm going to go all into that, tell you about that. I do have some exciting stuff coming up. You're definitely going to not want to miss this show and the other things that I got that I'm stern getting ready to go for the rest of this year, because I don't know if you've checked the calendar, if you're watching these live. If not, that's okay. And this calendar, same thing happens every year. It's currently just first week of October. And it's like, wow, that means three months left till the end of the year. And there's kind of usually that natural of like, oh boy, calendar year. How can I get that done? Make what I wanted to happen, happen. So yeah. So this is, I got some things coming up so that you can actually complete the year feeling good, feeling great. And you're heading into next year going like, I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm already ahead. Because that's sometimes that's the worst thing is already feeling behind. And when you're behind, sometimes you just like you don't even want to play the game, right? I know when I was in college, I had a roommate and I'd play racquetball with him. And he was the president of the racquetball club at the university. And he would just kick my ass every single time. Like maybe I would score a couple points on him. There was one day where I think he was having an off day, something was going on, but I was actually ahead of him. I was about to win. And then he realized, he's like, oh, oh no, this is not happening. And he came down from like 10 points. I can't remember how many points in in racquetball. But the point is, I should have, you know, it it should have been a a win for me. Anyone would go. And But he comes from behind, he wakes up and then poop, 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 poop. And he beats me. And after that, I'm like, all right, it doesn't seem like there's any chance of winning. I'm just not going to play anymore. So wouldn't the game of life be a lot more fun if it felt like you had a chance of winning or at least you you felt like a winner while you were playing the game? Because that's the other thing is there really is no winning. There is no losing. It's just ongoing set of games. So the whole point is, are you enjoying your life? If you're not enjoying your life yet, then you really, you know, you want to keep listening to the show. You want to probably talk to me, do one of my master classes or do some one-on-one coaching with me. So why do I use the word you have an obligation to be happy because this is for most people that because chances are, if you are taking your happiness seriously, <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's like, shouldn't it just be, you know, joyous, happy, fun, but there is an element of you got to take your happiness seriously. So that when you're not happy, it's like, okay, it's, something needs my attention. So the reason I use the term obligation is because if you're not taking your happiness seriously, then you're probably taking your obligations seriously. There's probably some important things that must be done in your life. And you can't be happy until these things are are checked off of your list, that are accomplished, and that you've you've done the things that you're supposed to do. So really what I'm asking is flip it around and make the obligation your happiness. Because a lot of people think that 
Their happiness is dependent on their success. And that is, that is old bullshit ways of doing things. I don't even know if that ever worked for anybody. I think a lot of people just said like, I don't, we don't know what else. And they just, they just went with it yet more and more happiness is what drives success. Happiness brings people into your life that bring opportunity. It brings opportunities to you and it brings creativity and creativity more and more is the driver of all success out there. Cause we're getting to a point where just getting things done, just moving stuff from A to B and just that is humans don't need to do it, right? Self-driving cars, there's more and more automation that the things that would have been very, didn't require a lot of thought, just, just repetitive effort. That's not necessary anymore. But what becomes important is what's new, what's innovative, what's going to solve a problem, what's going to create something that makes somebody go, oh my gosh, wow, I want to, I want to pay attention to this and I want to pay for this. And happiness is one of the things that brings that more and more and more. The other important thing is what happens when you're not happy and why it's an obligation is it's downright selfish when you are allowing yourself to not be happy. Because what is happening when you are not happy? That means that there are, you're allowing yourself to be in fear, obligation, and guilt, guilt or shame. And these things don't just impact you, they impact those around you. So I still work at a tech company and like most tech companies nowadays, there's challenges, there's issues, there's uncertainty because, you know, the whole, just the industry and then macroeconomic conditions of, you know, is there going to be a recession or we're in a recession? How long is the recession? How bad is the recession? The layoffs, there's been layoffs. Will there be more layoffs? Who Are they going to lay off somebody soon? All of these things are swimming around every tech company. And the thing is, is do you take that on or do you choose to take your happiness seriously and go, hey, yes, these are all possibilities yet right now. I got a job and I got some things to do and I'm okay and I've been okay and I'm going to be okay. The last week I talked to a couple of coworkers. One coworker was in particular very concerned about like, am I going to even have a job at the end of the year? Am I even going to be able to still get paid? All of these things just based off of pure fear, speculation, wonder. And as a result, he was very much worried about getting things done. He literally had the weight of the company, the weight of the company on whether he was able to get other people to do tasks. And I'm just like, what you and me do it, it matters more for the other people we work with, but it doesn't really have a giant impact on, you know, the bottom line of the company. Like we're, you know, we're doing hundred thousand dollar, million dollar type tasks, you know, which is still not nothing yet when we're talking um, these large tech companies, they're talking billions, multi-billion dollar challenges, issues, things like that. It's about the perspective. And it's not to say that don't be a good steward of, you know, what the, the company's resources, but it's like, does adding on all that unhappiness, that misery, that fear, does that actually benefit when I told you about all the benefits of being happy where there's creativity isn't a creative solution to these challenges going to be way more valuable than just going down, checking boxes that we know, if not already, soon a computer and AI is going to be able to do. But if it's like, well, what are the boxes that really need to be checked to move the needle to drive decision-making or to be able to create something that's going to provide value, that's going to bring in you know, the revenue to make 
all of these supposed problems go away, isn't that where the focus should be? And so, you know, I had this discussion, you know, just going back and forth. And at the end, just my, my happiness, sort of my optimism rubbed off. And he's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I, maybe I don't have to be forcing other people to do these things. You know, I, I just needed to let them know and then let people above me know, like, hey, you know, I asked and this is where they said they're at. And this is where I think it should be. And if we should do something different, let me know. Otherwise, we'll move on, marking the risk and we're going to do the best we can moving forward. Maybe we'll find some creative ways to do the difference. How cool is that? And then I was talking to another coworker who was also, you know, she was actually not feeling well because I was like, there's something, something up, like things are taking way longer than expected. And like the quality wasn't there. And I was like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And she said, I actually I've, haven't been, been feeling well. And she gave me a, something specific and I don't really want to share what that specific ailment is because that's, that's her business. But I, I was like, you know, once I, I had uh, some really bad hives that really bothered me once. And it was really interesting because I hadn't had hives for over three decades. And then, you know, my dad sends me this package of knickknacks and other memorabilia and mementos and things like that, just out of the blue. He didn't say that he was sending in his pictures and stuff of me and him. And I, I took it like, what is, does he not want anything to do with me? You know, this is my interpretation of it. And I then broke out in hives. And I was like, what is, what is going on? Like I'm at a Starbucks with a friend of mine. I just start itching in my armpits. And a friend of mine was like, well, say hives means something's getting under your skin. And I have this, this book that is called, it's called uh, Does Your Body Lie by Luis Martins Samoas. You know, I am, I'm not a medical doctor. I am a doctor. I have a doctorate. So I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a kind of doctor that likes to help people. That's a joke, but is it a joke or is it too true? I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, none of this is, I'm going to say medical advice yet. There is starting to be more and more research that any ailments, issues, challenges with the body are more tied to our emotional state or things that have happened in our past or our outlook than anything external. And even if there are external things that happen, how we deal with them, how we work with them has, again, more to do with how we are emotionally psychologically, mentally able to work with and handle them. And this book, this Does Your Body Lie, allows some some clues for literally as any ailment you could possibly think of. And so I go went and look up this ailment. And it's like this often happens when somebody's feeling ungrounded in the area of their family, their work, or their personal relationships. And I asked if I could, you know, share this with her. I didn't because again, it's like some people they're happily being unhappy. Because again, I know for myself, like I had neck, neck and shoulder and all these issues for the, the longest time. And it hit me once where I'm like, oh shit, if I suddenly didn't have any neck or shoulder issues, then I wouldn't have a, a reason to go spend any time on my own or get myself taken care of or go talk to people that aren't just coworkers or, you know, the friends I had had at that time. And I'm like, boy, I'm, I have a vested interest in staying quote unquote, unwell in this. And so it's, I, I never want to take anything away from somebody because again, I, d- I wouldn't have wanted somebody to take that away at that time. Now there's plenty of things that I want to do. People I want to hang out, things I want to see and do. I'm very happy to not have any challenges, but I go and I look up and, you know, I, I read this to her and she says like, oh my gosh, that it's exactly what I've been experiencing. Like, like I, I, my, my daughter just went away to college and I've, 
you know, experienced a, a breakup recently and, and it's like, we know the, the uncertainty of work currently she's, you know, and, and, you know, did it make her feel better instantly yet it brought an awareness to where some challenges are that have been facing her for a long time. And I often like to think the body is our, is our kind of our own personal admin when it comes to our life's challenges, you know, admin, record keeper, recorder, where if something really horrible happens and we're, we're not able to fully address it at the time, the body just kind of goes, oh, okay, a challenging situation with family. Like, all right, let's uh, put that in the lower back. Oh, um, yeah, it's, uh, work is not, uh, not fulfilling. It feels like we have to control everything. Like, we'll just uh, put that in some tension in the, the shoulders and the neck, and, which is brilliant. It's brilliant. Our body is not, is not our enemy. Our body is our friend. It's often, I know I haven't, but how often do you look at your body as being on your side, as your ally? Or often it's like, it's, it's the enemy, something to be subjugated, beaten, overcome. And a lot of times the way most workouts are like a CrossFit or a marathon where it's just like, oh, you just got to beat the body into submission and just, you don't really want to pay attention to it. It's something to be overcome. Yeah. Again, that's kind of a bullshit way of working with with the world and with your body, it's like, hey, what's the message here? What what are we supposed to learn? And then taking it seriously as part of our happiness of, okay, there's something that needs to be addressed. And it's amazing when those things get addressed, the body starts going like, all right, I can, I can let this go. I can feel a little bit better. I can be a little bit healthier. And it's a guide to help go in the direction of happiness. If you're living a certain way and your body is having issues, it is telling you, you are not going in the direction of your happiness. It is using that pain as a signal to do something different. Like when you put your hand on a stove, it goes, ow. And you usually we go, oh, I should take my hand off of the stove. It's that simple. And any other area of our life is actually just that simple. I'm not saying it's easy. Because it's not usually like, oh, this this job or this relationship is causing me pain. I can immediately get out of it. Like we can immediately get out of the touching of the stove. Stove, yeah. I, sorry, I started to think about the oven. Yet when we have the awareness, we can start to see the whole picture and see like, okay, well, where where can I start to unwind this? Where can I start to get out of this unhappy situation or shift it into something happier? Because sometimes all it is is about having a conversation, right? having a conversation with somebody. So when you're, when you're that unhappy, I mean, so it starts to affect your ability to do what you need to do, how you work with other people that starts to impact other people. They start to pick up on it and it does start to impact the next generation. Another friend of mine messaged me and said, Hey, does any of the stuff you do, does this work on, (laughs) does this work on, uh, younger people because my child is like not feeling good about what they've done they said they don't have any pride in anything they've done since they were they were like eight years old and i'm just thinking i'm like because this person's same age as me and you know we actually you know known each other for a long time and i'm i'm just going this like lack of pride i'm like i know i know this friend has it i know i've I've had it and we pass these things because we demonstrate that these things are okay at very subtle levels to those around us. And so if it's younger people, they're picking it up too and seeing like, I guess it's not okay to be proud of just doing great things that are simple yet very important and very meaningful, that things have to be amazing. 
because I've seen this myself where it's like my best-selling book. For quite a while, I was like, I don't think it's best-selling enough. It's like by all the criteria that everyone has said that makes a bestseller, I had a bestseller. Yet I'm like, but it wasn't enough. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Is it enough? It is. Celebrate it. And when we do that, and then we're passing that on and say, it's okay. It's not okay. So this is why you have an obligation to be happy. Because if you do not fulfill that obligation, you are selfishly making other people miserable. It really is just, if that direction shows other people, this is the direction to go to. And there really is just kind of two directions. You're either going the direction of your happiness or you're not. And it's not to say that everything is going to be happy. I liken it very much to like, you know, having a a clean and tidy house. It's like, are you moving in the direction of a clean and tidy house or are you moving the, in the direction of a stage four fucking hoarder? Now I grew up in mostly like a hoarding style home where it was, oh shit, people are coming over. Like, all right, let's clear at least one room and then we'll just pack, you know, some other rooms with, with shit and trash and garbage. And if a whole bunch of people are going to be like staying over, like visiting, that was, oh my gosh, we're, that's a lot of work to clear out the entire house. The garage is just going to be ridiculous at that point. Nobody going to the garage, you know, but it's like, are you going in the direction of continual tidiness? Cause you know, every now and then someone's going to send you a bunch of things or you're going to make some purchases or whatever. But the question is, is are you going to allow that to let you start going back in the other direction towards the hoarding? Or are you going to go, okay, now I've got some more stuff yet. I want to go in the direction of clean and tidy. And it's like that with our happiness. It's like, okay, something happened. Like, you know, lost the job, loved one died. You know, it's like, okay, let's assess, let's accept it. Let's really get to it. And that's really kind of what grieving and a lot of these motives is just to like really be in the present moment to assess where we are now from where we went when something changed. And then the question is, where do you want to go from there? And so, you know, how long it takes to grieve something or to process that, again, that can depend on the situation. Again, it's not going to be the rest of your life that much I know for sure. Yet, or I've heard, and again, this is a little bit ancient traditions of enlightenment, that it's this, the more that we are have cleared out what has happened in the past, the more that these feelings can be felt processed nearly instantly. Now I'm not there yet. My strive to get closer and closer because again, I'm taking my happiness seriously. And if you take your happiness seriously, again, you're going to find ways like, all right, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. This is not acceptable to continue this way. I accept that this is the present moment and that I'm going to take responsibility And I'm going to move, find a way to move in the direction of happiness. I'm going to find the right people. I'm going to learn the right things. I'm going to start taking some different actions and behaviors towards happiness because it's my obligation for those around me that I care about and myself. Because if I don't do it, it's going to damage my body. It's going to damage my relationships. And it's just going to make for an unhappy world. And that really is, it's not the point of living point of living is to play for the joy of playing the game of life. And if you're not enjoying the game, again, there is no winning. There is no losing. There's just how you enjoy the game. So enjoy the game and play it as best you can. And with that, I'm going to let you go. Remember, 
podcast at justinwink.com. If you have any questions, suggestions for the show, follow me on social media, Justin Wink PhD, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Do connect with me. Do follow. Do like, subscribe, rate this five stars, and tell a friend if you think like, oh my gosh, this guy's got something. Oh, and and the exciting stuff coming up for the end of the year so that you can more easily be taking your happiness seriously is I'm going to start doing a monthly masterclass to help you unlock your ideal life 10x faster. So each month, so be looking for this. It's going to be about 30, 30 to 40 ish minutes where I'm going to, I'm going to teach you something and you are going to be able to leave. You're going to go like, Oh my gosh, now I know something to do. I have something so that I can get up one step closer towards my ideal life, my happy life. And then three weeks, I'm working on making this ship some more simple. I know I've made a lot of my stuff way too complicated, but basically every week there's going to be an offering and I'm looking at making it Wednesdays, Wednesdays at noon Pacific. So once a month, it's going to be a little bit longer form masterclass style. And then the other three weeks of the, uh, of the month, it's going to be like a really, really quick. So I'm going to be live streaming about 10, 15 minutes, some nuggets of wisdom that you're not going to want to miss yet. The really cool thing is for those that sign up, you're going to get to come into enjoy some private one-on-one coaching where it's just going to be you, me, and about three or four other people. So very small group, we're going to do some hot seat one-on-one where you come, you're like, Justin, I have this issue. And boom, we're going to give you a little something to get you going, to get that handled. And it's going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. And so I can only do about like five, five people. So when the signups go up, you're going to want to get on that because uh, once the seats are filled up, it's going to be waitlist and, you know, uh, more or less first come first serves, you know, so if you've done it already, I'll, you know, put you to the back of the waitlist, whatever, so that we can give some new people a shot. But I really want to, you know, reach some more people, get them moving in the direction of happiness. Because if you are not living the life you want, like something is wrong, something's wrong and it's up to you to figure it out and you don't have to figure it out alone. I've figured out a lot of it and I'm here to help you take that next step so it can be easeful, joyful, and amazing. So with that, see you next time. Appreciate it. And with that, good day. Good day.